Hi and hello, classmates. Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class Movie Review Edition. I'm your host, Tyler. I'm Peter. I'm Joseph. And today we are reviewing my pick on the wheel of destiny, Psycho. trailer it was like all sound there was like very little dialogue yes that's right so uh we're not reviewing psycho the 1960s version uh directed by the late great alfred hitchcock we're we're sorry we are reviewing gus van sant's uh psycho made in 1998 uh starring uh vince vaughn and heesh julianne (laughs) what what what? Whoa, 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 whoa. She's the recently deceased Anne Heche. You call her oh, Anne Heche. I, 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 you know how I am with pronouncing names. I'm sorry. She just perished like a month ago. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, wow. And also uh, Julianne Moore and Vigo Mortensen and also William H. Macy. So uh, if you don't know what the movie Psycho is about, uh, this is a movie about a woman who basically embezzles a real estate uh, company that she works for and goes on a journey to, I guess, find herself also to uh, establish, uh, to eliminate the debt of her uh, boyfriend. And then she goes to this hotel, the Bates Hotel or Motel. Motel? Hotel? Motel. It's a motel. Motel. Okay. So do you know the, the difference in a motel and a hotel is? I do not. No. The hotels, the doors to the rooms are interior. Or a motel, the doors open up to the outside world. Oh, okay. So if you go drive up and walk right into your room, that's a motel. So you, everybody who lives in a house lives in a motel. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> We're in my motel right now. So anyways, uh, uh, it's the 1998 Psycho is a basically a shot-for-shot remake of the 1960s Psycho. And that's what I thought it was. I don't think that... There's that a that's... little bit of differences yeah. in... I have something to say about that later. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, I chose this movie because when I was uh, younger, I saw this uh, box cover art, the VHS uh, cover art, and I was always uh, terrified yet intrigued by this uh, art. And I never got around to watching it. Um, I watched Psycho once, and like I said before, and I'll say it again, if I watched a movie once, I've never seen it. So I was kind of like introduced to this um, plot, essentially. And so, essentially, the movie is about a... I already already said that. I don't know why I'm going through it. Anyways, uh, so this was my first time watching it. Uh, Pete, was this your first time watching this movie? Let's get into some initial thoughts. Uh, the 1998 version? Yes. <clears throat> uh, yes, this is this is a first, I think, for all of us. And I, have no des- I had no desire to watch 
uh, this for like the actual enjoyment of it because comparing one of the greatest like suspense thriller or slasher movies of all time yeah to a remake is very highly regarded yeah it's one it's, it's i mean psycho is what what do we say tw- number 28 or 26 or something like that on imdb's top 250 or something last mm. week like it's it is one of the most highly regarded movies of all time of any genre yeah and to remake that I, it feels like a fool's errand you know it's like when people go on american idol and they choose to sing like an aretha franklin song and you're like, well, good luck. You're comparing it to the the best, you know, the greatest. Right. The, the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take a shitty song and sing that. No, but it's like I had no really no desire, but I thought it was very intriguing the idea of this movie. So yeah, I, I wanted to watch it almost for a morbid curiosity, mm-hmm. kind of like a torture exp- experiment in self torture. Um, <laughs> you know, like why I watched the monster movie that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Um, I did. I didn't hate this movie. I just thought it was like completely and wholly unnecessary. Like mm. if I had never seen the original Psycho, I'd probably think this is a kind of a low grade movie that they got a bunch of like great actors in. Yeah, and I didn't think the acting was really that good either until like Julianne Moore came in. Like Vigo did his part just fine. He was just doing his thing. Vigo, being Vigo, he was just being the king of men, and um, <laughs> like Anne Heche was okay i didn't like believe her in the role nearly as much as i did with um uh the original actress that plays the role was um janet lee and um i don't know it just it just seemed like completely unnecessary and the thing that i took the most umbrage with about it like the most offensive thing about this movie the way it's made is that i was sold this bill of goods that it was a shot for shot remake right i'm on board with that you know what other movie was a shot for shot remake funny games Made by Michael Haneke, the original. Mm. Made by Michael Haneke, the reshoot for an American, or for American audiences in English. It's like that's a really interesting experiment, and I think he might have changed a very, very, very small amount of things in this. But in this one, they made Norman Bates jerking off, walking, through, looking through the hole. <laughs> He's not spanking them his meat in the first one. It's 1960 for God's sakes. You couldn't show that on TV. It was a groundbreaking movie because it was the first time it's shown a toilet flush on screen. Right. They definitely yeah. didn't have Norman yeah. swacking it through a wall, hole in the wall like he's in Porky's or something, you know? <laughs> so they took a lot of liberties with that. And it's like, I had only seen the the original maybe a few months back and it was, um, it was, so my memory's not 100% clear about it. And, mm-hmm. but I was like the, the final scene when you see Norman in drag, you know, dressed up as his late mother yeah that scene is like whoa god he seems like an insane person in the 60 1960 version yeah and it's a it's a it's a really quick cut and he's gonna stab the girl and the other guy jumps and saves her or whatever and it's like in this one they made it like a whole sequence there was like a back and forth and the camera falls him across the basement and stuff and you're like this is not a shot for shot remake right it's like put your foot on one side of the line or the other gus van sand either this is an experiment that you're just trying to modernize this thing as a shot for shot homage or you're making a completely different movie but it's like it's neither one of those Mm. so i i lost a lot of respect for um the vision of the movie just because of that it was like it's it's neither nor you know what i mean so okay ultimately it was eh, it was fine it's fine. fine. Disappointing, but fine. All right. Uh, Joseph, what was your initial thoughts on Psycho uh, 1998? And was this your first time watching it? Uh, yes, it was. I um, thought this was probably one of the most uninteresting movies that I've ever seen. That, 
great way to say it. <laughs> and um, Jeez, Luis. I um I've seen bits and pieces of the original movie. I like we the first I guess exposure to this movie was for some reason in US history um in high school uh in like 2008 mm-hmm. 2009 uh, yeah 2008 mm. and um we were talking about the toilet fact about it uh-huh. uh and the fact that it was the first movie to show a flushing toilet the movie did wonders for toilets <laughs> Toilet sales went up like crazy after this movie. I know. Um, They're in every house now. And then after uh, <laughs> after this movie, it did wonders for uh, masturbation. <laughs> yep. Masturbating skyrocketed. Oh, my Much like the men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that Republican uh, GOP candidate from Arizona watched Gus Van Sant's Psycho before he jacked off outside of that preschool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Earlier in the week. Um, He's working topical. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I was... It was... It was kind of okay. Like Vince Vaughn, I, there was some parts of Vince Vaughn's performance that I was like, okay, it's, it's kind of doing pretty good. Um, but um, but overall, I didn't like. I didn't enjoy most of it. I felt like like technical, technically, technical wise, um, it <laughs> felt very bright. It felt yeah, very uh, yeah, yeah. just. It it didn't feel like a real world, um, and. Um, I don't know how established Gus Van Sant is at this point in his career when he made this. Um, this was 1998, so I think he had like some music video creds, yeah, and um, like short films. But yeah, I don't know. I just it it didn't do a whole lot for me. I was just kind of like getting through it. Um, the story uh, of Psycho is very interesting. Like it's it's a very kind of a bizarre story mm. like it, mm-hmm. like the the way it flows like oh it's a woman who's on the run who's for stealing money from yeah. where she worked and then oh now she's dead she got killed and then now that's not the story yeah because you think from the outside's perspective you think that's the whole movie yeah like it's like that from someone who's never seen it or heard anything about it you think that's like the pinnacle of the movie yeah before right. I, before i saw the whole original from the from the start to finish i was like wait she dies in the first act yeah the fuck <laughs> yeah exactly i thought that scene the the shower the famous shower scene was going to be at the end yeah yeah, yeah. And it's more about like norman bates yeah um mm-hmm. and like the kind of unsolved norman does bait yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, yeah. um but yeah everything that happens after that it becomes very strange and not and not like interesting to me oh wow it was um yeah it was it was just like it was kind of forgettable um mm. it felt it, i honestly like the music was really annoying like it was just re- like repetitive like the same sort of tune over and over again which is like the theme for psycho mm. and it it honestly felt like i was watching like peewee like peewee's big adventure <laughs> that's what it felt like that's funny oh my god that's what it felt like <laughs> all right um, all right and um i honestly when i was watching i was like i'd rather be watching peewee's big adventure <laughs> wow cuz that's scarier than this movie um okay and uh yeah i don't know it was just i was left uh okay it's over now i guess oh okay (laughs) Um, it's so it's so disappointing to me too because like i fucking loved the original when i watched it i was like all the build-up and stuff is is worth it in my opinion when you got it when once i finally sat down and watched it i was like okay it, it earns the cred it's not like one of these old movies you watch and you're like okay that i guess that was good for the time but now it's 
shitty. Yeah. This was real. I mean, Psycho was really, really good. Say like maybe half, half of one scene, which was shoehorn for the uh, studios. But this was yeah. some f- f- wet noodle of a movie. This one. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah. So my so this was my first viewing, and I would have to say my initial thoughts after watching it was I do feel like there was more to be desired, uh, especially from someone like Gus Van Sant, but. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't disparage it too much. I think it was, it was okay. Like it was, it was a fine psycho remake. And I think there was no better person to do this remake. And also this, the story of psycho is, it is bizarre, Joseph, but also it, it is also compelling because you have someone who, you know, they, they steal this money, they get murdered, and, and we're just going to get into spoilers. This is a movie made in 1998, so I don't give a good goddamn. Um, so she gets murdered in the shower, and uh, th- I think the one thing I didn't like is that he tried to recreate the actual, like, scenes um, from Psycho, uh, what, like the stabbing scene, like, that was kind of corny, um, William H. Macy's character like falling down the stairs in reverse. I could like, not wait for that scene. I when he falls down the stairs, <laughs> I'm like, are they going to do it the same way? In fun fact, though, William H. Macy said he's like, I'm willing to throw myself down the stairs for <laughs> the scene, and Gus Van Sant was like, No, like I don't have the insurance for that. Like if you get injured or paralyzed or what have you, um. Yeah, I I think Vince Vaughn's uh, acting, it worked for me because there was a lot of like uh, scripty lines in there that I was just like, uh, you know, like it it seems like it's been written by a writer. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that garners a laugh. This was written by a writer. It just seemed like it was written rather than it being like natural. I feel like the story of psycho could have taken on a much more um, humanistic sort of peril uh, story rather than it being like a shot or what Gus Van Sant was trying to do, like a shot for shot remake of psycho. And his reasoning for doing that was because he thought that if he did a shot for shot remake, that it would take on like a new, um, idea of psycho which it didn't really work out but it no. kind it, it kind of did but it didn't at the same time it just made people um, appreciate the original more right they're like wow yeah this i feel like because i mean i i love his films like he did like elephant paranoid park uh uh last days which is not that great but it's kind of in the same vein of psycho too but the movie he made right before this was goodwill hunting and it's like the the disparity between goodwill hunting and this movie is so huge right it's yes. that, that movie it's it's got emotional punch it's got good like pacing it's got like tender moments it's got yeah and i know i i know he's not working with original content with psycho 1998 psycho yeah he's very dependent to it because he chose to make a shot for shot remake that is not a shot for shot remake right uh, he like put himself in his own bubble like resistant bubble where he can only do so much with it yeah and then steps right out of it when it's convenient to show vince vaughn slacking off 
Yes. So after I watched this movie, um, there was a lot more to be desired. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, but then I learned that he was trying to do a shot for shot remake of Psycho, and I was like, okay, like I feel like I wish he did a little bit more. I wish there was a little bit more brutality to it rather than it being a shot for or his attempt to being a shot for shot remake of Psycho. I feel like. Uh, it uh, leaves uh, a lot less to be desired. I want a lot less of this. <laughs> yeah, I, want a, I don't. I don't want. I want a lot less of this movie. Well, anyways, uh, Pete, you uh, you've been belly aching about how this is not a shot for shot remake. Do no. you have any examples of? Uh... Yeah. So the very end when you when Marion or Marion's sister, yeah, was played Julianne by Julianne Moore in this. Um, she goes down to the basement. Some really really good tension scenes, you know, of her in the house and mm-hmm. looking around, and she's trying to find who's. I think she's trying to find his mother. Yeah, and, and um, Mrs. Bates, and she gets down to the basement. She does the slow turn of the corpse, turns around, and there's a spider on her face. Ooh, a spider, yeah. a spooky spider, and she screams, "Great scream!" By the way, I love the scream. Yeah. And then you see Norman gallivant into the room burst into the room in a, his mother's <laughs> long dress and a wig yeah. with the knife like a moo-moo or something yeah it's just like a house dress and when in the original it's like the most one of the more iconic scenes short of the we all get a little mad sometimes and the scene where they're in the bird room with the shadows yeah that's iconic the shower scene obviously is iconic <clears throat> the blood going down the drain is iconic but then the, the final most iconic thing is that reveal when he comes into the cellar storage room or whatever it is. And it's just kind of like a wide shot, a big, you could see almost the whole room and he just barges in. He's got this like glee, this psychotic glee on his face mm-hmm. and he just lunges at her. Like he's going to stab her. And the the man comes up from behind him and just stops him. And he starts belly aching as he like yeah. to say, ah, it's like, it's, now it's all over. Yeah. And it's a very fast thing. But they turn that one single shot of him coming in and then being overtaken to like a 10 or 15 shot sequence. It's doesn't it's not like it overstays its welcome or anything like that. It's just it just turns into this elongated sequence, which yeah. it wasn't in the original. And you're like, for what? For what? Do you trying to make this more dramatic or something? I was thinking he was taking inspiration from Silence of the Lambs because when uh, Julianne Moore's character, uh, I believe her name was Lila. Uh, when she goes down to the basement like there's like a bunch of like uh you know like uh, aquariums and tanks and stuff like that much like oh, I buffalo <clears throat> buffalo bills yeah. sort of uh well speaking of silence of lambs jonathan demi directed that he would be a better director than this uh, and yeah. but i would say i was just looking through a list of like the top 10 working directors in the 90s and i'd say the coen brothers would have fucking killed it yeah remake. although i don't think they would have done it yeah it it, it was I I feel like this movie was like almost deemed untouchable for a remake. I don't think anyone was thinking well to it wasn't deemed untouchable for two sequels. <laughs> well, I mean for the original. I've heard Psycho right? Two is actually pretty good. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard people are like, yeah, for a, a, a sequel to Psycho, you'd think it would be shitty, but it's supposed to be. But pretty it's still decent. starring uh, what's his name, um, Norman Bates. Yeah. And is it the same? Norman is it the same actor, Anthony Perkins? Yeah, for both sequels. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like in the same vein of like, why would I see The Exorcist three? You know, like who would see The Exorcist three? But 
if you actually watch the movie, The Exorcist 3 is definitely the better sequel of uh, all the Exorcist I think movies. the second one really sucked. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called. Well, I'm, worried, I'm a little worried that um, like Nosferatu is going to be in this vein where it's like you have a classic that is revered by many. Mm. Well, and I know, Joseph, you don't like Nosferatu. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's different because the difference between Nosferatu and a potential remake and Psycho and its remake is the time and the technology that we have available sure. to us, right? Sure. The 60s, I'll be, I mean, he chose to film it in black and white for some reason, and um, but he still had everything, audio, sound, and like everything you want for a movie, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Good lighting and shit. You still have that ability Avail- now. Now, yeah. But Nosferatu back then, all you had was, you were much more limited. There was no sound. Yeah, all you had only it, had an orchestra. All you had is uh, a shitty music, <laughs> and, oh, and, a, and a guy walking around like this the whole time, and some and some German guy's book that he wrote and ripped off. Yes, and then and now you have much better technology to for the ability to make a much better movie. Although the bar is already very low, so it won't take that much. <laughs> just and just think about the advancement in Skarsgård technology we've had since then. Either yeah, they didn't have Skarsgård right. back then. They have Skarsgård now. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this. So the premise of the movie in the first half of, well, I would say the first quarter of the movie is that uh, this lady is, she is Running responsible. 400 racks. She's responsible for $400,000, which a fun fact in the original Psycho movie, it was $40,000. Now they upped up the ante and it's 400000 So if. That did not look like $400,000. Well, it was $1,000 bills if you didn't. What? I thought they were hundred dollar bills. Thousand no, dollar bills. Pretty yeah. sure they were hundred dollar bills. No, they were. Th- I, what? No. Wouldn't I, there only be forty of them? Uh, uh, four hundred. Okay. Yeah, Maybe four hundred. Right. All right. I. <laughs> I stand. Maybe it was a thousand four hundred dollar bill. Yeah, well, forty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. You know, I don't know. That money. <laughs> the, 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 ten thousand forty dollar bills. I that think. money looks so fake anyway. It, it wasn't even really the, the amount of money. The, the quantity of the paper did not look like it added up to forty hundred thousand, but I don't know. Because I remember in Dodgeball, he's like, "You ever ever see fifty thousand dollars in person?" <laughs> and it's just one stack. I believe something is lost in translation. Well, anyways, my question is this though: Would you guys run off with the money, or would you go to the bank and? Fuck no, I wouldn't run off the money. Run, mm. I'm gonna teave. Wow. What about you, Joseph? Wow, would you, are you judging me? Would you? <laughs> I'm not. There's no judgment coming from me. Wow. Mm-hmm. What um, what good could come of it? You have four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but then I'm also a fugitive. Yeah. And what do you I, mean a fugitive? How that's what she gonna, is. She's a fugitive. She's an actual fugitive. It's literally against the law. So what you're saying that what's what, I would I would t- I would take that money and I would run. Okay. I would. So run. now we know that Tyler's a thief. You, I know you can't run. First of all, because he <laughs> have bad lungs. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! I, 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 okay, so uh, metaphorically, I would run um, with my car. You think you'd get away with it? Um, you think four hundred thousand? I think I think I have enough. And you, uh, and you think? I think it, it, it's worth the risk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Why? I think so because you know money's tight. It's like, not even that much anymore. Four hundred thousand dollars is. 
still a lot. Of it's money. a lot, but I mean, it, it's not gonna. It's, it's enough. Like, it's enough money to jumpstart uh, your new life. Yeah, so. maybe. Or yeah, in, in your new life in prison. So, anyways, I, I <laughs> what I really liked about Marion's character is that um, there is like this tension. Like she kept looking at the money. And she's like, you know what? I could, I could, I could leave right now. I could leave right now with this money and start a new life. And I really felt that. I really like <laughs> felt that tension because it's very tempting when you have little means um, in your life and you have this um, cold, hard cash that is basically untraceable mm-hmm. and you can just leave. But everybody knows who took it. Right, right, right. It, but- it might be a different story if you're saying there's $400,000 that belongs to a person that you know, uh, your boss or whatever. And, and, but they don't know that you have access to it. Now you're going to take it. Like that's maybe a conversation that it's different might stimulate some. It's it's more like, like finding a bag of money. Sure. Like you're the third party. Like you're not involved in the business transaction. Yeah. You're you're not the messenger delivering money that where people know that you are delivering money. You are just somebody who like, Oh, here's a bag of money. I think that's where the area gets a little bit more gray morally. But when yeah. you're like, you're handed $400,000 from by your boss's associate yeah. and he says, take this to the bank toots. And then you, yeah. and then you go, yes, sir. And then don't show up at work the next day. And the money didn't get deposited. It's like, you're already caught. You've, you've given yourself to the authorities essentially. Now you're, so. now you're on the so. run. Yeah. It's like, it's immediate, immediately you're caught. But I think what what this, um, at least from what I got from this movie, is that there is like this sort of like primal uh, feeling when you have like this abundant amount of resources that you can use in this in your society that you're residing in, mm. and that you can just get up and go. Yeah, you know, um, in especially when she's uh, driving through. Uh, the highways and she's like hearing like these voices like oh where is marion she's just being paranoid and she's yeah Yeah. she's being paranoid so like obviously there's going to be like that aspect to it Mm -hmm. however the idea of like it's almost like uh people who uh jump off of like bridges and like do like the skydiving thing like or like the base jumping that's yeah. what it's called base jumping it's kind of like that it's like an, an exhilarating sort of act and i think that marion the character was really kind of bored in her life and at first she took the money and like she kind of like made it seem that she was going to pay off the debts of Viggo Mortensen's character, which I can't, I can't remember his name um, because he was, he like bought this like hardware store for his father. I think it's Sam is his name. Oh, Sam. Okay. Sam Loomis. Um, So she like kind of justified it in a way like, Oh, I'm going to pay off this debt. And in the, um, when she's in the motel, she does the math to, um, she does like subtraction of like, okay, so if I give this money to Sam, um, I'm going to have this much left. So and knowing, knowing the, that now, Tyler, $400,000, you said you're going to take, you take that money. You wouldn't even think a second, like a second notice, <laughs> but you got to give 120,000 of that or whatever. Just pick 120,000 of it away sure. yeah. to whoever you're banging. Yeah. Your boyfriend. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah. And now you only have 
380000 No, $280,000. $280,000 now. Right. Okay. Is it worth it? Um, yeah. yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, for you your only, integrity? You only live once. You know? For your life outside you of prison? Do, do you think you would do well in prison? Uh... I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I, I mean, eh, well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I might anybody be, does well in prison. That's I might the thing. be coerced into like some weird gang. So like, gang I don't bang. know. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That's not true. Um, so I really like that that idea of having like this abundance amount of source of of resources that could potentially help you and your loved one. And you have to make the decision, am I going to jump off the bridge or am I just going to go straight? And she decides to jump off the bridge and much to her uh, uh, chagrin, chagrin, yes, thank you. Uh, she gets murdered for it, not because she stole the money, because she went to some weird incels uh, motel. <laughs> well, she didn't know he was an incel. <clears throat> no, I know, but that's that's the thing. And so I want to talk about uh, Vince Vaughn. And his uh, portrayal as Dorman Bates. Not That's, a fan. Not a fan. Did not like. It was, I half liked it because like he did come off as really creepy, but it he kind of really acted badly. Yeah. He, he was like, the problem with Vince like, Vaughn trying like to play. Like that laugh. <laughs> I was down with that. I liked the I laugh. I didn't like the laugh, I liked the laugh at all. The, the problem with Vince Vaughn playing a creep like that is that, he still is he, he his line delivery is like clever cool right like he still comes off as like this guy that you want to be friends with or he's maybe trying too hard to be friends with you or be too hard to be liked yeah he's charismatic <laughs> where norman bates yeah norman bates is as a character is just a wimpy shriveled up sort of mama's mm-hmm. boy and that's yeah and so, Vince Vaughn is like eight feet tall. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 my suggestion for who should have played Norman Bates? Ooh, that's what I was just about to ask. Who would you suggest there's play only, Norman There's Bates? only one choice. It's Crispin Glover. He would be the perfect Norman Bates. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm your density. <laughs> I mean, your destiny. <laughs> I'm making my lunch. <laughs> BT Dubs yesterday was Back to the Future Day. Was it? Yep. And Back to the Future Part 2 is October 21st, 2015 is the future that they go to in Back to the Future. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Joseph? Do you have any suggestions who would be played as Norman Bates? As Norman Bates? Bates? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't I didn't think about that. I had a, a, no, okay. a runner-up for me would be... Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, since we're going with a thick boy, uh, Anthony Perkins, mm. if we're gonna, if we just could get rid of his like gangly physique and <laughs> substitute him for any hulking beast we can get, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> uh, young, young, young Jake Gyllenhaal from that, Donnie Darko. I mean, you can't, I mean, because like uh, be good. Norman Bates, uh, he's supposed to be young actor, old actor, uh, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, because he's kind of like you know he's kind of like a, a handsome, more handsome looking guy. Mm. Right, and I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal has that handsome guy vibe, uh, mm-hmm. especially in what '98. Well, I don't even know if he was working '98. Yeah, he was. possibly. Um, he could have, you know, potentially fulfilled that role as like the younger, kind of smaller. Any, I say, any era. I think J- Gyllenhaal is perfect. If he, if you could have yeah. his ideal age in yeah. in 1998 when this was made, uh, that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I um. 
I don't know because I haven't seen Psycho the original like from beginning to end. I've seen lots of segments of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hitchcock is a very interesting director. Um, and I don't know if I like him as a director because mm-hmm. his movies are Hitchcock movies. Yeah. They are they're their own thing. They're Hitchcock movies. It's like a genre. <laughs> and it's a certain flavor that I don't know if I like very much. It's like, it's like Wes Anderson. It's like black coffee. Like, like like it's just very bitter. And like, there's a style there that I don't know if it, if it jives with me, if it, Mm. if it, if it fulfills my, uh, I think storytelling wise, like there's some pretty interesting things. I don't, I mean, he's kind of questionable as a director, like on set, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on set stuff. Sure. I've Have seen, you seen the birds? I've seen the birds. Yeah, the birds is good. Um and like I'm like it's not a movie that I would revisit probably. Mm. Um what's the big deal? It's, they're just a bunch of birds. Yeah, it's just birds. <laughs> what are you in Maine? Where, where, and they're actually no, they're in the bay. Yeah, it's in uh, yeah, it's B- Bodega, Bodega Bay. Yeah. Bodega Bay. Um I do kind of I do want to watch the original because I watched the like almost like a scene comparison of the bird the like the, the taxidermy bird room yeah yeah and I watched uh the OG version and then versus this version the version yeah here and um, the infamous we all go a little mad sometimes um, and I feel like he Anthony Perkins um, I feel like the way he looks and the way he acts just from that small scene like I feel like it already is just like way better, just like his portrayal yeah. as that character. He nailed it. I feel like he fits it better. And then I, yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I just like, I don't know if I would enjoy the original psycho movie. Like, I don't know. It's just the style and it, it, it doesn't do much for me. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I don't like about this movie is the uh, aforementioned uh, masturbation scene. That one felt really out of place. Like it didn't add to the creepiness of the character of Norman Bates. Um, If he was a little bit more perverse, I feel like that would have been a great addition of him being a creep, but it only happens once. And then his perverseness never like shows up again. Like he's just kind of this weird guy who is lonely. yeah, who's lonely, who likes to stuff birds. And I I was desiring more of a more creepier Norman Bates. Mm. Um yeah. I feel like and, it wasn't he, he didn't earn he didn't earn the creepiness. Exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a great way to put it. I don't think he earned it as well. Much more because like there's not a whole lot of character development with Norman Bates. It's more like he you're already you're, he's already been established by the time you meet him. Exactly. You're just getting fed a little bit about him as he goes by and you're like first real interaction is uh checks her in has a kind of a weird interesting conversation with her over a sandwich. <laughs> in a, in the bird room and then want to share a sandwich later. and then the next scene he's killing her in the shower yeah so it, not that you know that yeah. you yeah. think you think that at the beginning of the movie if you hadn't known the lore you think that someone else killed her and then he comes down from the house and it's like oh my god she's it, done it again it's weird yeah it's kind of like a friday the 13th uh, part one it's, where the the killer in Friday the 13th part yeah. one is the mom instead of Jason Voorhees. It's um, like the movies, I mean, been talked about so many times 
the story has been talked about so many times that it's like it's like everybody knows what they're getting into when they watch it for the first time. Sure. I feel like yeah. it'd be hard pressed to find somebody who isn't Amish or lives in a tribe <laughs> somewhere that doesn't know what this movie is about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Psycho, like, huh? Like being in the sixties and watching the original one, it would be like alarming because idea of cross dressing is was not very prominent, mm-hmm. I yeah. assume, probably yeah. back then. Definitely frowned upon. And uh definitely not something that would be one would just assume while you're watching this movie, oh, the old woman killed her. Yeah. It, yeah they wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, he's just, he's, I wonder if he's dressed as the woman before yeah. this, before it's, it's revealed. Not, it's not even like something you'd think of. You know? So it's like when I'm watching this movie, since I know all this stuff about it, it's the, what the masturbation scene and then like the extra fluff they added on to it. Yeah. It like, other than that, it added nothing new to nope. something we already have. It took something away for me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to, if, to be honest. So, like, I understand where the director was coming from about, like, his point of making a nearly shot-for-shot shot remake of Psycho, but it just, it, it oh, half... Well, I, I don't understand it at all. You say you understand it. I don't get it. What's the, what's, what benefit can you get from it? Well, so, he got, like I said in the top of the show, he goes on to saying that doing a shot-for-shot shot remake... M- has a um it takes on a new like uh movie because i don't know what that, it, what that means either. because it's from a different director so like it has if it's shot it's, for shot it's the same thing you're taking all the flavor out of it right i mean i if you're if you're trying a, to do it as i guess an, how i can explain it as much as i can and because in my head i understand it but <laughs> like to like actually put it like out into words is that like when you do a shot for shot remake it's it's different from each director like each shot is oh different. so it's like oh this is your version this yeah is your version yeah exactly but then i have a quote here from van sant from it looks like from this year but it's, it's a, a conversation. Okay. Van Sant claimed that he, the remake was made as an experiment. It basically followed the same exact notes and the beats of the 1960 original, except it was in color. It intercut nightmare sequences during the killing scenes and Vaughn's Norman Bates was a bit more sexually explicit. Yeah. Okay. So he said, exper- experiment. I, I, I actually it, did. It, I did read ex- that. If it's oh, an experiment yeah. for himself, it's like, that's fine if you want to experiment on it, but it's like, I don't. I don't know if you at what cost. Yeah, at what cost? <laughs> it's it's just almost like remaking um, beloved beloved like cherished movies. Like one day someone's gonna remake The Godfather and everyone's gonna go, oh, shut the fuck up! Why? Why? What? What yeah. point is this? You know? Sure, sure. I, I I can understand that point. And if you but if you I, wanted to remake if you wanted to remake Psycho and do a completely different spin on it and make it. Like a new, just make a different. That's a different movie. Vibey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's. I mean, you could. I mean, I'm sure that the the mother being dead and blah 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 blah, the son in, inhabiting. Like her, a psycho like, prequel. How about that? About the mom, and that's uh, called Bates Motel. No. So they made a series about it. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that on AM, That's on AMC, right? I have no idea. Oh, no, well, no. and the other thing that's uh, talking about audiences in the nineteen in 1960 watching this. We're talking like 1960s, but this was 1960. This is leading up to the 50s. Think yeah. of what America was like in the 50s. Very the, racist. The idea, well, yeah. The, the idea of like this movie being shown to like a general audience with basically like, oh, it's a thriller for the master of suspense. 
um, you know, Alfred, Hitch- Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. And this is what you see. People were probably in shock over it. And yeah. the final scene after Norman is captured and the superfluous sheriff character played by the, the late great Robert Forrester mm-hmm. um, comes in and he explains the whole psychosis to everybody. Yeah. He's like, you see, he embodied the brain of his mother and himself. When he's talking like this, he's his mother. When he's talking like Norman, he's Norman. <laughs> and you're like, he's explaining it like in layman's yeah. terms what DID is and stuff and like what it's like kind of psychosis he's going through. Like they're, yeah. they're exposing the audience to. In the 60s, in the original, that's what they did. And Hitchcock did not want that scene in it. And when I watched the original at the very end, you're like, the scene scene's really out of place. Why is this? It's like a two minute exposition dump at the very end. Like education. (laughs) Yeah. And it's almost like they wanted to show the audience, okay, this is it. And by the way, and it's cross-dressing is not necessarily a bad thing. And he's he's dealing with other demons too. And (laughs) so I don't, I don't know. And they left that part in too, which I thought was kind of, kind of funny. Yeah. Clunky Um, exposition. What did you guys think about uh, William H. Macy's performance as the private investigator? I thought that was really well done. I really like his performance. I thought it was good. And I thought there it should have there should have been more private investigating. Like they kind of just show him in. I I think his like screen time is what fifteen minutes maybe at most. Well, yeah, he he gets a little um, too close to the to the truth and he gets hacked. So if he I gets slashed, I mean, you know, not to make notes on uh, Gus Van Sant, but like. I mean, come on, like we should have had a little bit more of like investigating. <laughs> Technically, you're of, looking, making notes on um, Alfred Hitchcock. How about, yeah. um, how about, uh, no, I got true. a note for you, Gus Van Sant. <laughs> <laughs> how about no more experiments? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep those to yourself. Yeah. Well, after, um, after Psycho, I think he went on to do uh, Elephant, which was based off of the Columbine shootings, which was okay. Like it was an interesting take on school shooters his next movie is called finding forester and then jerry and then oh. and then elephant oh okay and then okay. last days and then a million music videos after that and then Par- yeah. paranoid park yeah uh, paranoid park is great it's a great 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 film um so milk too yeah. yeah that's right that's right that's with uh the hopper Sean Penn, Sean Penn. Oh, Sean Penn, Sean Penn. They look the same. They look the same. <laughs> They're basically the same. They person. look the same. Um, so yeah, uh, I thought, you know, this movie has a runtime of an hour and thirty nine minutes, uh, and then the credits. Uh, I think there was a lot of fluff to it, and it, you thought there was a lot of fluff to this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's I, an hour forty five. Right. Okay. Hour forty five. The original is hour forty nine. So technically, they cut four minutes out. Oh, even wow. with the masturbation scene. I know. <laughs> Just think of all the masturbating they could have had in it. I know they really should have established Norman Bates as this like perverse, like weirdo that's living in this. Um, uh, Vincent Price like uh, mansion, like oh, so in Edwards. Just, uh, oh, you Edward just want to vilify hands. people with DID? Huh? Uh, those that's are your it. those are your words, Tom. I see. You want to make him into a, some sort of <laughs> sadistic sex pervert. I, I think I think that would have been a lot. lot sex, Tyler. It, it would have been a lot more impactful, and um, so I God, just this trailer looks terrible. The trailer is really bad. <laughs> is it really? I haven't watched the trailer. Well, you know they say they're supposed to like get you prepared for what you're about to receive from the movie. So, <laughs> they, I mean, this movie, the original movie, spawned three sequels. It went all the way up to Psycho Four. Really? Oh my God! Yeah, Psycho Four: The Reckoning. Psycho Four released. 
eight years before this one. Wow. Before the Psycho oh, they're like legacy sequels. Yeah, Psycho 4, The Beginning. Is that yeah, what it's called? They, yes. Oh, wow. The Beginning. Yeah, they really milked that cow. Um, but oh, it wasn't it wasn't Hitchcock. It was just it was just he just did the first one and then he's like, just give me my money. So I have my um I have the comparisons for the ratings. You guys want to hear them? Yeah, sure. Uh, IMDb rating on the original eight point five. IMDb rating on the remake four point six. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes rating for the original Psycho ninety six on the tomato meter and ninety five audience score. Joseph's in that other five. <laughs> And the Rotten Tomatoes for the new Psycho, 38 on the tomato meter and 28 on the audience score. Wow. Like, I would... I don't think it's that bad. Like, I mean, it's I, it's it's no original Psycho, but... It's I guess like, we'll find out when we grade it. I guess so. I guess so. Um, I... <laughs> there was one <laughs> scene Louise, where... That's, that's a big uh, difference. <laughs> um, they, when we first hear... When we were first introduced to... Norman Bates, and then he runs up to his house mm-hmm. uh, to talk to his mother, um, and she can clearly hear them arguing with each other. Yeah, and it's like they're arguing on megaphones. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I that's I remember that being a thing in the original movie when you hear like she hears them yelling, arguing, yeah, yeah. with each other, or supposed arguing with each other. Mm. Um, I don't think it's that loud though. In this one, it's like this one's really they're on a PA system. Yeah, Yeah. her window is closed. (laughs) Marion's window is closed, and she's like, she has her ear to the window with a house that's like what probably like like a quarter mile away. The and the the cop thing also in the beginning was, I didn't I I don't know if it actually it didn't I feel like it didn't do anything. It didn't resolve any in any way whatsoever. There was no there was no follow through. No. But it did create tension. It it created this uh, air of paranoia that she was yeah uh, experiencing. And so I like that. Yeah, it was um the and that cop. I don't know the actor's name, but I know his face. Oh yes, yeah. I, I and it's the, like Richard the cop. Yeah, the cop. Yeah, the CHP officer. Oh, the oh the patrolman. That's yeah. uh, James Reamer. Oh, Reamer. That's what it was. Reamer. Yeah, it's um, it, it just this movie. I like, I, I just like, I kind of couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry to hear that. Right, like after, I mean, you don't have to be sorry about that. <laughs> it's not a personal attack. You I didn't mean, make, you didn't make the movie. <laughs> you didn't make us watch it though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just like they tried to recreate the very last shot of the movie in their version possible but i mean the biggest thing for me is like it just didn't add anything it just didn't it add, didn't yeah. add anything yeah. to anything it, me, it's like much like the star is born remix the countless remix the star is born has sure. yeah what they do that what like every like 30 years 15 years i'll oh, probably like give me six years <laughs> star it's gonna the, the window's gonna get smaller and smaller i think yeah. the difference uh, with the star is born one is that they at least write new songs for the stars yeah. born. So you get new slaps. So it's basically just we yeah. get new albums and movies to go with them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys make really good points about this movie. Like, I mean, I was lukewarm after watching it, but like hearing your guys' point of view and your expertise on uh, film, um, yeah, it, this was this was probably a movie that should have been a, a little bit more well thought out. Rather, I feel like it was kind of 
rushed. It felt like a rushed movie, and like it was literally the Blade Runner for kids. <laughs> I felt like it was doomed from the beginning. Well, I and I don't. As I was watching it too, I was thinking to myself, um, man, they got some really really great actors to be in this. How do they I know, do this? It turns into like a mini ensemble. I know. Movie. I was like, how do they do this? And then I, and then if you put yourself in 1997 and people are like, oh my gosh, the guy that just won best picture for Goodwill Hunting. I don't know if he won best picture, but yeah, um, he, was, did it, it, he did win an award for it. Um, but he's based, oh, he's good. He's going to be making a psycho. Oh, and Vince Vaughn, big, big boy, big Vince Vaughn is going to be in the swingers. Yeah, from yeah. swingers. Yeah, coming off hot on swingers. Uh, who else do we got on it? Oh, we got Julianne Moore attached. Hot, hot dog, I'm in, you know. So, William H. Macy's like into it. And the future yeah. king of man is in it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> the guy from Eastern Promises? It, it's interesting because it's like all the pieces should have fallen in together and it just kind of didn't. So it's 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 um they did create a really good box. Tom Hanks' cover. wife is gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> they did create a really good uh box cover art. Flea it. is in it. Oh, oh shit, yeah. I forgot about Flea. I love when I see Flea <laughs> pop up in movies. Why don't you go take lunch? And he's like, Oh, I brought my lunch, I'll just eat it right here. And he's just like, Yeah, eat it outside. Um Goodwill Hunting won Best Writing for Screenplay, Best Actor in a Supporting Role from Robin Williams, and then it was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, okay. Did not win. Oh, okay. Well, um, is there anything else that we need to say about uh, this uh, remake of Psycho? If I put myself in the shoes of watching this without the original, mm. if this was just made wholesale, whole, whole brand new thing, sure, I would think... Oh, that's some pretty cool shots in this. There's some like the top down shot of the top of the stairs and inside the, the big house. That's pretty mm -hmm. cool. You know, the the shower scene was not executed as well, but it was still kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there is some like there's some decent gems in there, though. So it's not like a complete stinker. Um, but in a vacuum, it's still just kind of poorly acted and kind of like wide, like widely lit, like super bright. Yeah, and you're like yeah. one of the beautiful things about Hitchcock is his use of shadows and yeah, yeah building yeah. of characters through you know different shots and lack of cuts and extra cuts and blah blah all this stuff and it's it's like I, all that seemed like it was missing. All the best parts about like making a shot for shot by Hitchcock is like you're literally copying one of the greats. Yeah, and then he just fuck shit all over it because you're gonna <laughs> it's not now a shot for shot. So in a vacuum, I'd be like, eh, it's 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 cool, it's fine. Yeah. Without the vacuum, though, knowing what I know, it was just disappointing. The and vacuum a little, being it, the Psycho original. Exactly. <laughs> it being, and now it's a little insulting. So I think the, I agree with you. I think the direction was a little, not a little, it, the direction was off because they were going for like the whole like 50s, 60s acting style, but trying to modernize it. And it just didn't like gel well, so yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Oh my god, he's a freaking psychopath. <laughs> he truly was. God a psycho. dang it, he's doing this. I know he's doing it just to piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Joseph, do you have anything else to say before we get into some gradings? Nope. All right. Uh, so, Pete, what would you grade 1998's Psycho? Hmm. Probably give it a C minus. Yeah, C minus. It's fine. Fine, fine enough. Firm uh, but fair. Yeah, and um, ultimately, I'm really just looking forward to um, 
Gus Van Sant's remake of Casablanca. Can't wait. <laughs> Casablanca, Science of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shame the devil if he does that. I, I, I feel like Silence of the Lambs is like off limits. I feel like the executives would never sign off on something like that. Oh, God. Just wait till someone does The, the Matrix. Oh, gosh. Uh, Joseph, uh, what do you give uh, 1998's Psycho? Uh, I was going to get a D. Oh, wow. For that me. There's literally one tiny grade off for mine. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> wow. It's, well, I mean, a D is like, I mean, that's that was my GPA in, uh, <laughs> in high school. I so. mean, a D is still technically passing. So, yeah, yeah, technically. Um, but yeah, I didn't uh, find anything interesting about it, really. Um, it was uh it was a little it was too long it was uh not not good i didn't enjoy it it was mm. it was uh it was uh mommy my poo's green it was <laughs> what it was green poo when did i see that <laughs> that was synecdoche that's synecdoche. what it was <laughs> it was green poo <laughs> it was uh it was i didn't even know you had that clip <laughs> <laughs> it was um yeah i didn't i didn't find myself enjoying that certainly much. a movie i'm gonna write it off as a movie i'll never watch again um yeah okay um i would have to give this a solid c um there is a lot to be desired i was hoping for a a, a good modernized version of psycho and i did not get that so i mean there's not really much more i can say is that it's a c I i'm wanted sorry a, like I, I i don't know what to say I wish they explored more into Norman Bates' psychosis, but they did not, unfortunately. So everyone, um, I shouldn't say everyone, but I think William H. Macy, he did a great job. Uh, Julianne Moore overacted a little bit, and Viggo Mortensen, he was just fine. So it's a solid (laughs) C for me. So now we get that movie off the wheel and we go to the Wheel of Destiny. One wheel, eight slots, three hosts. This is the Wheel of Destiny. Okay, Gus Van Sant, Psycho, off the wheel. Tyler, what is your doomed replacement? Um, I'm actually going to replace this with 2015's The Revenant. Oh, interesting. Alejandro Inuritu, right? Yes. It's got a a star-studded cast and won, I think, Best Picture at some point in the Academy Awards. I'm not sure. Well, this is the Um, one that that got Leo his, uh, his Oscar. Right, right. That's what it was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, The Revenant, I, I've been meaning to check it out, but I actually want to... You haven't seen it? You've never seen it? No. Oh, oh cool. Interesting. Yeah. So, I, I've been meaning to check it out. I've heard great things about it, and uh, I'd like to watch it and also talk about it. So. I won Best uh, best Actor for Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Best Director in Yuritu, not Best Film, mm. and uh, Best uh, Cinematography. Emmanuel Lebeski. Chivo. Yeah. I, from, Chivo? That's his nickname is Chivo. Chivo? Yeah, that's cool. From what I've heard is that Tom Hardy steals the show in this movie, so I'm really curious <laughs> to see uh, how that plays out. He was nominated for Best Actor in a Sporting Role. Oh, did, nice. Did not win. Cool, awesome. So let's uh, recap what we have on the wheel here. We have the newly added Revenant from Tyler, Gerald's Game from Pete, Boogie Nights from Tyler, Terminator 2 Judgment Day from Pete, a fan pick 
Before Sunset from Joseph. Another fan pick. And In the Mood for Love from Joseph. Oh, yeah, that trilogy. So let's give this a nice spin. This will be what we watch next week. I call it. Boogie Nights. Boogie <gasps> Nights. Wait a minute. I... Oh wait, I haven't. Oh, Predator was last week, so we yeah, can't. No, it's a two turn. Tyler's limit. off the off the list. Huh? Yeah. Oh, we no. forgot to enforce our own rule. Damn, I did want to watch so, Boogie Nights though. You're bitten by your own snake. <laughs> respin, <laughs> no, no respin. Oh yeah, for uh, new listeners, we have a two term limit. Can't do two in a row. Two in a row is. Oh, can't do three in a row. Yeah, I can't Sorry. do three in a row. You have the old uh, te- uh, Teddy Roosevelt rule. Yeah. Right. All right. One right, more right, time. Right. One more spin. <laughs> The record spin, right? Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Again. Shorter spin this time. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, if it lands on it. Fan pick. It's a fan pick. Fan pick. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let me uh, find that thing. Wheel of Names. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Wheel of Names. Okay. Uh, Do we want all of them? There's 37. Let's do the top 10. Top 10? The first 10? 10. Top 10. First 10. Okay. We got Things from 2020. Yeah, the oldest 10. I know. Two years ago. Can you believe that? Okay. Do you want me to read it or just spin it? Nah, just give it a spin. Spin? Okay. Here we we go. 10 movies on the list. Date back to August 2020. And it's training day. Who's the uh, pick was that? Listener Scott. Listener Scott. Scott. If you're listening, we're watching Training Day for you, buddy. Submitted on April 21st, 2021. You ever had your shit pushed in? <laughs> I have. I've had my shit pushed in. My favorite line. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listener, Scott. Okay, cool. So Training Day is going to be streaming where? Training Day? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. It can't be. It's too much of a popular movie. It's on HBO. <laughs> All right, well, that's perfect timing. I stand corrected. <laughs> cool. So we're gonna watch Training Day from 2001, directed by Anton Fuqua, starring Denzel Washington, Washington and Ethan Hawke and mm-hmm. a bunch of other people. Oh, the Ethan Hawke movie. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, listeners. Follow us next week as we stream live on Stab Comedy through twitch.tv slash stab comedy. We're gonna be in costume. It should be a fun time for a Halloween episode. Yeah. And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MCFC podcast, and send us an email. It's in the show notes. And uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at podcast MCFC and on TikTok at middle class film class. And please follow us on Instagram at middle class film class and leave us a voicemail. Why don't you at 209-730-6010. Wow. We got through that one fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. See ya. All right. See ya. So now we know that Tyler's a thief.